Episode 58, January 13, 2012, the 10 out of 10 one. You are listening to This is Atleti, the only podcast in English dedicated to Atletico de Madrid. In today's episode... Atletico picked up their first victory of 2013 with a 2-0 win over Zaragoza on Sunday, after back-to-back draws in La Liga and Copa del Rey. Los Rojiblancos qualified to the quarterfinals of the Copa del Rey by disposing of Getafe at the midweek. Cholo's men take on Betis next in cup play at the Calderón on Thursday and will want to keep their home streak, uh, their home win streak alive for yet another week. Winter transfer window has been somewhat quiet despite the hourly rumors about um, our stars making their way out of the club. Although Silvio and Joel already have left on loan. Special guest and our Rohi Blanco sister Suzanne will go off over the details of Señales de Humo's recently published Atletico financial information, which doesn't look too pretty. Our Colombian superstar Falcao had the privilege of being selected by his peers on the fifth row World Eleven. You don't need non Barcelona or Real Madrid player to receive such honors. El Tigre was also awarded the Globe Soccer Award for the best player of 2012. Though the Jorge Mendes initiated annual event hardly has any credibility. And now the red and white fact of the week. Atletico have won all 10 home games they've played so far in La Liga this season. A club record. They have won 16 straight there in all competitions. A bonus fact of the week. Atleti haven't conceded a single goal at Cholo Castle in 8 straight games. Hello everyone, welcome back to This is Atleti, your space of 100% Atletico Madrid news and opinion. This is Ricardo Menendez once again hosting the show. And tonight we have from the always warm Florida, USA, Martin Rosenau. How are you? Doing great, Ricky. Nice and to talk to you guys again. It's been a while. Finally getting your name right. Yep. <laughs> we have from the Netherlands, Derek Mayen. How are you? Hello guys, I'm not sure if I'm still allowed, but uh, Happy New Year's guys. Yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, yep. And we have... Uh, from Köln, Germany, Susan Offerman. How are you, Susan? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Hey, we'll surely miss your your comments uh, for the episode. So we're going to ask you as a special favor to, even if you're on the show, to um, just leave a, a quick comment <laughs> on the on the website. We appreciate it so much. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let let me start uh, by by the end. Um, in the red and white fact of the week, um, Derek was mentioning ten home games uh, won this season. It's 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 a club record, at sixteen straight wins. But it's um, it's uh, right now it's the best mark for any team in Europe. I've um, I've been I've been checking the facts. Plus we we've scored thirty goals and we've only conceded six. The the um, the numbers are are sh- are shiny for Atletico and. Uh, um, I think everybody should be, should feel happy and proud of of what's going on. My question to you guys: um, How do you feel about this 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 uh, record? Do you think it's it's something that is uh, meant to last, or or do you think that um, the team is overperforming and sooner or later will start to reach um, a different level, maybe more realistic? Let me start by, with Martin. Uh, I mean, against the teams we've been playing at home this season, we still haven't faced, you know, Real Madrid, Barca, Valencia. 
I'd like to see how we fare against those teams, but I mean, you can't complain at all with with the streak so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, yeah, I'm really glad just for the home fans because well, I've been to a couple of uh, Atletico games and there's always this expectation that you're going to win because you play at home um, at a club like Atletico. And this season, you actually can go to those home games and you can be proud as a Rafi Blanco fan, knowing that well, this is our home and they're not going to take any points away from us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a mentality that Simeone has instilled. And um, I, I believe that Martin should trademark his this phrase because he's called it um, Cholo Castle. And I think that's exactly what it has been this year. Mm-hmm. Susan? Yeah, I think it's a great year if you have a season ticket in the Cardoon. Um, because the stadium is a, it's a fortress and I, I hope that uh, it will stay, stay this way quite long. Uh, I think we're quite confident and um, uh, when you start some something like we have now with 10 home, 10 home games in La Liga and 16 straight uh, home, one home matches in a row, um, you have a special effect that it it goes easier to, to win at home. To mm-hmm. It's a different kind of pressure for the opponent mm-hmm. when they come into the stadium and see that... Um, <coughs> The, um, the home team is quite strong at home. They're unbeaten for so long. And it puts puts pressure on the team which is playing in the stadium. So I think it's a good point for us. Um, maybe we can keep it up until we face Real Madrid in late April. <laughs> so it, it all revolves around beating Real Madrid at the end of the day. Yeah, conversely, Ricky, uh, we've seen that we kind of like – we're starting to struggle a little more on the road. Uh, it's been five straight trips outside of the Calderon where we haven't won. So hopefully we can turn that around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, a couple of a couple of hours ago, just to share what's been happening, um, I had the chance to ask this same question to Simeone in the press conference. And uh, um, when when I asked him, uh, was the uh, was, uh, dressing room, was the team aware of... of um, writing history of, of being uh, probably the the best uh, Atleti the, the best Atleti in history or or being one of the best Atletis in history from a statistical point of view this is the second best Atleti only uh, surpassed by the doblete one but that was a different competition because there were two more teams in 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 um, first division in in La Liga so that means that the extra point gap that Atletico had at this point of the season, when the first, um, when the first half of the season went by, is is um, analogous to the the one that we have right now. And um, Simeone said that it would be harmful to be uh, thinking about whether they're they're being part of the history or not. That they should just continue to stay focused on on the. Um, the current trend, the, the 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 match ahead, and and just take it one step at a time. And I I think that's probably one of the secrets to to Atletico's success that they're keeping their their feet on the ground and and they're able to to take it uh, just one step at a time. I don't so know. So what you're saying, Ricky, is that he actually dodged your question? Oh yeah, he he dodges every question. <laughs> uh, I am sure that the players are aware of this. I mean, you, you can't. Um be playing football day in, day out, go to the training sessions, go to the matches, interact with the fans, um, and not knowing what with the press, you are Especially doing. with the press. The press is so so um, aware of the situation and is putting so much pressure on Atletico. It's like, well, I, I guess during the first uh, 10 to 15 matches of the 
the competition. It was um, let's wait for for the typical Atletico flop that always happens when um, everybody starts to uh, place their their bets on Atletico. But when that didn't happen, uh, people are starting to um, look surprised and. Uh, saying that maybe this is a trend-setting situation, and uh, um, I, I, I really have the feeling that that we can be making history here, um, especially if we're able to renew uh, Cholo Simeone. And forgive me, guys, if I if I uh, if I leave the the, the scripted uh, questions that we the, the scripted questions and topics that we have for today. But um, how do you guys feel? Uh, we've, we've had a few weeks of. But basically, all news about what players are uh, were selling, what, what players are trying to bail from the team. Um, how do you feel about um, Atletico's future? Do you see that um, keeping Falcao and keeping Arda on the team, the chances that we have are all based on our chances of being able to retain Simeone and give him a long-term project? Sorry. It's a combination. Oh. It's like a combination of factors. Uh, you got Champions League, and then also. Uh, uh, Cholo extending his contract, but to be honest, even if those two things do occur, it still seems very, very murky with regard to their extensions uh, or their continuance on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not; it's not so clear. Even if we do accomplish those two things, you know, we're still going to be in that that huge like uncertainty about those stars. You know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Derek? Yeah, there are so many factors at play here because, for one. Will Atletico again need to um, sell so many players, for example, to raise 30 or 40 million in the summer? Um, then there's the Champions League factor, which, well, I think that we all agree that it is pretty, looking pretty good for us, which should make us a more attractive team to come to or to stay at. But um, there are always bigger clubs than us. And, for example, if a team does come knocking for Falcao or for Arda, then will we be able to keep them? And... As you mentioned, I think that Diego Simeone can be a, a very important factor in that because he is making us win games, and I think that he has a lot of respect, respect from the dressing room. But there are always so many factors at play, and simply, at the end of the day, at Atletico, you never know what you're going to get. And every summer, every transfer window, we have to be prepared for the worst. Um, and I'm just hoping that the, the back office is working on deals, and that is actually something that we can see happening right now with Leo Baptistao, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, we simply we never know, unfortunately, and that is one of the the, the the worst things that you have as an Atletico fan, because every summer there is the possibility that we'll lose our stars, and um, in that regard, we had a very good summer last, uh, last time around, 2012, yeah. because we were able to maintain our key players. Yeah, um, let's let's put Leo Batista into the conversation. Um, uh, as of today, um, before the match started, uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to spot Leo Batista um, uh, close to the Vicente Calderon on his on his way to the stadium, probably with his dad or or some relative because he was at a bar having a beer, something that I don't think an agent would do take his player up for for a beer in front of his future client. Um, but uh, And um, people are starting to get excited about certain names that are that are being discussed for the next year. The thing is, and I'll address uh, Susan this question, do you think that uh, bringing players like uh, Leo Baptista uh, could mean that we're probably um, counting on 
on certain important exits like Arda Turan, for example? Um, yeah, um, I think that um, we've seen it in, in uh, already in this in the summer summer break of before this season that um, the whole um, construction of Atletico and the, the, the politics of that of their uh, of their transfers has has changed. You mean, I mean, we have we have signed a player for a players for only one million of free agents. Next season we will si- maybe sign, probably sign Leo Baptista, um, but I think we will more go for cheaper players. If exactly if you consider our financial situation, to which will come later on. Like, and uh, I think that uh, either Falcao or other some some we have to get some money in the summer break. There's no way around that, and uh, I think that at least one of our star players will have to be. Yeah, the other thing is that we owe so much to Hacienda, and we have that deal where we have to pay something like 50 million. You know, I think it's either every year or every year and a half. I'm not sure the the payment terms, but so I know. What, what you guys are saying is that we have to write off um, certain um, certain amounts that we have on our on our uh, accounting books, and and that means selling players. Well, sadly, we get this big chunk of money from Champions League if we qualify, and it really what what it's doing is padding padding that debt that we have with Hacienda, as opposed to giving us so much more to mm-hmm. invest on new players. That's what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. So um, the the issue of being successful is almost a matter of survival. It's um, yeah. We'd like to be successful to to survive as a team because otherwise we would be in deep. Well, we'd be in those situations where we just have to fire sale a bunch of players, mm-hmm. as opposed that, to you know keeping that is them. That's one of the effects of the the Champions League that we have seen in a lot of countries all over Europe because some clubs are gambling on qualification for the uh, Champions League. I myself I have seen it in Holland, for example, with PSV Eindhoven, who have um, spent a lot of money just to to try and qualify in first or second in the league, but when they don't make it, they're actually in huge financial trouble. And I think it's one of the things that you've seen in Spain as well, where clubs will gamble on qualifying in the first four spots, but when they don't make it, then they're suddenly forced to let go of some of their key players. And that's a very dangerous situation to be in. And in that regard, Atletico have been more careful with their spendings and I think that we, sh- if we do qualify for a Champions League, we should consider it a bonus, an extra 15 or 20 million that we wouldn't make otherwise. And perhaps we can sign one or two more players that we will need for the extra depth in the Champions mm-hmm. League. But the- well, then we saw we saw something like Malaga last year that they did qualify, mm-hmm. they did get extra money, and they still had to sell, you know, their big players. So. Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends. You have to you have to you to, to look what what you get for Champions League. Because if you qualify, it's okay. You you get an amount of money, but the real money, the big money, only comes if you if you um, reach um, get over the group stage. Mm-hmm. And well, it depends on which 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 group you. If you if you get into a group with uh, Manchester City with uh, Bayern Munich. Well, it was pretty uh, fortunate PSG, because they they had such. Excellent um, uh, seasons last season and and two seasons ago and those qualify for the yeah. for the FIFA ranking or for the UEFA ranking sorry um, that it 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 um, Atletico would be in a fantastic position to uh, get into a 
fairly easy group or an if, easier fact, than yeah. In fact, if we had, oh, oh, sorry, Susan. If, in fact, if we had qualified for Champions League this season in the draw, we would have been in um, the first spot for the draw mm-hmm. um, because of our coefficients ranking. We were actually seated seventh or eighth in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that you have to be successful in the Champions League to to gain some earnings, but that's not exactly true because I remember in 2010 when we won the Europa League, we got about eight or nine million in prize money. And while it has been um, increased in the last two years, that prize money from 2010 that was equal to the the financial gain from the worst team in the Champions League uh, group phase. So actually. Just making it out of the group in the Champions League makes you about two two times more than what you uh, would earn for winning the Europa League, and there's such a huge gap um, right there, which illustrates how important it is actually the the difference between finishing fifth or fourth just in La Liga, and mm-hmm. I, it is so important to qualify for Champions League, but it also uh, perfectly uh, illustrates the fact that why you can't gamble on it because you would make a huge loss if count on qualifying for Champions League year in, year out. Mm-hmm. But that's that's um, a bit opposed to the two things that are going to start relatively soon. It's um, the FIFA Economical Fair Play um, and the, the the obligation of having a certain amount of, of uh, U-System players on on your on your player list. Uh, that does seem to be opposed to uh, being able to have a stronger team with with uh, strong signings because um, I think that in, th- in that sense Atletico is playing a very intelligent card and is being very lucky with the players that are coming from the youth system because there do seem to be an important amount of talent that um, can be used in the in the following years and that's going to become crucial to compete both in the domestic and in the European Championship but. Um, being able to qualify for Champions League when you have to keep your your books balanced, it seems like um, you're, you, you, it's it's very hard to strike a balance. I don't know if you you guys agree, Martin. Before we move on. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do agree, okay, yeah. Susan? Any comments on that? And maybe we can link to to um, what you what you discovered when when you went through. Um, uh, uh, first of all, let me congratulate you for your for your article. V- very straightforward and very interesting um, about um, Atletico's financial positions. Maybe you want to fill us in on on that one and, and make, maybe make some comments on 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 what I just mentioned. Yeah, um, the, um, in uh, Madrid, there's this, this uh, opposition group. Uh, he's called Señales de Humo, mm-hmm. and uh, they are a shareholder at, at Leti. And um, we all know that Aletti is owned uh, by majority by by, uh, by the Grill family and uh, and the Cerezo. And so the shareholders meeting every year is only um, and only allowed if you have I think it's twenty to twenty three thousand shares from Aletti. So it's quite impossible to get there if you're a normal person. But uh, Senyalis Umo always publishes the the financial data they get from the from the. Um, from the shareholders meeting to force a bit of transparency and to inform the um, fans about the financial state of the club. And um, Atletico has um, given the information about the uh, financial financial year 2011-2012, which ended on June 30th. 
um, it was the year of the Europa League win. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was quite difficult for me to see because the Spanish balance 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 system is a little bit different from the German one. But uh, I was able to work me through the 146 pages of uh, of numbers. Uh, I confess, so, did you read the, the the whole 146 pages? Uh, no, not not really. <laughs> I just because part of it it's, it's only a scan, and part of it you can only read quite badly. Um, I just t- took out uh, the more interesting interesting numbers. Um, it's um, the, the most positive. If there's a positive thing, we can say that, that Letty has finished the financial year with a small profit. Uh, last year we had a um, a small profit over a huge debt. Yeah, we, 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 last 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 year we had a huge uh, huge loss. I think it was eight million. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, uh, or the last uh, year we finished with um, a small profit of six hundred and fifty five thousand euros. Mm-hmm. It's not much, but it's a little bit. Yeah, let me um, see that your your interesting article. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, was published on on January the fourth on Madrid Atleticos. And well, you can you can read the the full version there, and and we'll we'll uh, copy a link in the show notes. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's quite interesting because you can see in this in this uh, in the in the balances what Atletico tried to get a Champions League squad. We had it, it covers the financial year where we have the transfer of Kun Aguero, mm-hmm. who left at the beginning of the of the financial year. We have the transfer of De Gea. The, all, all those all those incomes and we have to transfer the, the income of, of Arda and Falcao. So you can see that um, we we uh, bought quite quite uh, quite a lot of players. Although although we have some players who left, but um, we bought some players to get us the the Champions League um, a Champions League um, squad, but we failed. And um, it's quite interesting if you see the the. Um, the um, asset side, you can see that uh, the player players' prices have risen. It's, it's okay because you have Falcao on, on our books, and um, that's okay. But we have lost uh, um, quite an amount of liquid money the club has. So um, we have more non non movable um, assets in the club a little bit more, mostly player player um, player um, rights. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you can see that. Um, the club's equity has risen a little bit, but you can see Atletico has a has a um, on each side has a has a sum of 569 million, 800 yeah 889,636 euros and ten cents. You're gonna say that's a better I have I have the I have the data opened, and uh, you can see Atletico has an equity. Um, it's in, in, its patrimonial netto of mm-hmm. 31 million. You can how, how less that is. I think it's Cologne. Okay, we only have 600,000, but we don't have 500 million. So, um, and you can see that on the passive side of, of the Atletico um, balances, which is the most interesting part, there was quite a bit of movement. And um, for example, that um, we have reduced our bank our bank debts, the debts of the banks, short term and long term, both, but um, the club's liabilities have risen, so they have just changed but, um, the kind of kind of debt they have. Yeah, press press pause there for a second. Doesn't that sound like 
uh, we owe the banks less because we we owe Jorge Mendes more. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say because we our bank debts have have uh, have been reduced, but um, there are there is this this uh, term in the in the in this balance sheet which is, is debts with other sources. Okay, so we're not gonna we're not going to foreclose in the foreseeable future, but we'll probably be in Jorge Mendes' hands for the rest of his life. It's something yeah, like that. Um, the 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 long term debts. With non non term weight, it's um, uh, other sources are other sources. fourteen millions. Other sources sounds dark. Yeah, it, it, it really sounds dark, and um, even the the which is quite quite interesting to see even this, the 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 um, debts with the Spanish stage have risen marginally, but they have risen. Okay, well, uh, freak everyone but out. The, the, uh, and, the rate and, to Hacienda was. But if we had to pay it in September, so that's okay. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Quite, um, quite interesting to read. To to sum up a bit, freak everyone out. How much do yeah. you owe? What is it? What is the debt? Oh, the, if, you, if you see the 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 only the, the long the long term debt. So oh. Atletico has two hundred millions of liabilities, so that covers all the short term debts. Uh-huh. But the rest, which is not covered by by some. Um, by some allowances, is uh, about 270 million. Okay, so that adds to plus, the plus, plus the, 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 the what we own to the Spanish state, because there is uh, there are some um, sh- um, allowances don't cover all of what all of what we owe to Hacienda. So it's I think it's 300 million plus must uh, it's about 300 million I'd say, but it's quite unclear because the the balance is. Uh, well, very hard to read, and um, those other sources, um, they are not specified. They only say, yeah, it's other sources. And okay. Um, quite, 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 quite um, telling quite, quite much on the, on, the, on the asset side, where the money is coming from. On the liability side, they're telling nothing. Yeah, plus we, plus we get all this um, strange information that we only find out by um, different sources, like, for example... Um, that Ruben Miguel was included in the initial Falcao operation, or the PT agreement when Sport uh, when Sporting Braga um, showed their books, or the real cost of Diego Costa when Sporting Braga showed their books. Um, what feeling do you have after waiting through Atletico's? Uh, um, I, my, 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 actually, I have quite a bad feeling about it because um, we've um, it clears it clears up why we had to. Um, had no possibility to act this year on the transfer market because they invested, not invested, or then they made debts to get the Champions League squad, but they didn't manage to do it. So it's like, like um, Derek said with, with PSG, we invested money and we, we loaned money mm-hmm. to invest it into a Champions League squad and we failed to reach it. So um, that's then that, that that leaves a hole in the in the balances because um, they're only. Um, wanted to, to get all those uh, uh, or plan with, with those uh, incomes, but um, we didn't reach them. So um, if we uh, are not able to um, manage to qualify this year for Champions League, it's really getting bad. But um, if, if even if we qualify for Champions League, it would be quite a difficult um, piece of work for Caminero to either keep players but keep some players, but um, keep keep the financial situation in mind because it sounds really, really um, 
was what, what I'm so, saying. So do you think we could afford Kunawero uh, even if we we had been able to to convince him to stay on the squad? Um, I, I have my serious I doubts. I've always had my doubts about that. No, one. I, 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 think, I think not. If you, if you see the... Um, the 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 income sheet of attachment, you can see that the that the sales um, payments has risen quite quite a lot. Okay, and, and then can we even afford to have uh, Falcao, or or are we living a few years above our our actual possibilities? I think the the, the, the problem will be that Atletico even last season moved the Europa League completely. Has um, gotten only a few, only 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 marginally more incomes because, for example, the um, price they got more prize money, 30 millions more prize money, but they lost a lot of money with abon abonados. The uh, less um, less people um, uh, less people per member of Atletico. They are getting less money for for. Uh, for, um, for box office sales, ad yeah. Ad advertisements and something like that. Mm -hmm. So in Spanish crisis, this is not getting better. And if you see the the, um, visitor, the the stadium, how it is filled this this year, you can see that um, we are getting less and less incomes, but uh, um, but the payments of the of the of the players is rising. So it's quite um, difficult. But mm -hmm. I think don't think we can afford a player like like Falcao. Because if you want to keep him at this summer, we have to ra ra raise his, his, his payment. Otherwise, he won't, won't, won't stay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, let me address all our listeners to, to your interesting um, article. Um, I, I think it's, it's a great um, way of not having to read 146 pages in the first place. And it gives you a clear picture of, of, of the financial situation. Um, this said, um, last question for, for Susan about this block. Um, what do you think is a plan? Um, can, can we, do you think we can even dare to try to afford Falcao? Are we going to sell Falcao and settle for Pizzi? Are we going to sell Falcao and settle for asking uh, for a loan of one of the big European players, like, for example, Fernando Torres has, um, has appeared on the news uh, this this midday, I think. Um, uh, recent news that that was breaking news on 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 Spanish television mm, right before we connected was that mm, Miguel Ángel Gil had been with Jorge Mendes in London um, this this um, this morning or yesterday morning, and that could either be that they're looking for investors for the club, which I don't think, or they're uh, trying to close a deal for for Falcao with Chelsea, which could sound like a like a logical uh, move after hearing your 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 account. Yeah, then the, the thing is, um, uh, Enrique Cerezo said once in an interview, when a club is coming and pays the the fee for Falcao, we can do nothing than wave him goodbye. The thing and is that I, um, nobody pays I, for the fees. Because if you pay for the full yeah. fee, you have to pay for taxes. Yeah, I, I, know, I know that. But, but the, the, thing, the thing is, if you see in our balances that uh, the large amount of debt we own to others, if we own this money to others, we own it to Jorge Mendes, 
And Chelsea said, yeah, we want to buy for a cow and we give you, I mean, they had a dark channel of, of, of illegal money or something like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if um, then um, we, ha- we don't have a choice. I think Falcao, we, Atletico has nothing to say about us. If Mendes wants Falcao to leave, Falcao will leave. And uh, our club will have will not be able to do anything about it. Okay, let me I, think, I, think, I think that for the next years, um, because uh, for the next years we will see um, a quite um, humble acting on the, on, the, on the transfer market. We will not be able to do some super transfers like Falcao, but I think it's like, like 10 million or something is the absolute limit. If you, if you, I think for, for Baptiste it was eight or six. Uh, I think that's, that's some, something we're going to have, maybe one of, of those kind of transfers. But, but come on, Susan, we just, paid, we just paid 12 million for Pizzi. I can't believe you. Pizzi <laughs> is another of Mendes thing, so you, you don't know when, how this will be booked in the balance. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what I wanted to say. Um, uh, but the, the thing is, the thing is, only one sentence, uh, the, the thing is, you have to remember that Again, this year, we have to pay a large sum to Hacienda. Hacienda, will, I think, last year, last, last year we paid 70 million, and I think this year there will be another 50. So, uh, even if we reach Champions League and get into the group stage and get 15 million for it, and we have to pay 50 million to Hacienda, Champions League money is completely covered by that. Mm-hmm. Derek, wipe those tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Do you think we're we're after after listening to Susan and and um, uh, gulping that whiskey? <laughs> uh, do you think that we have any chances of of keeping Falcao on the squad? I think that these last seasons we have been fortunate to still have a world class player on our books. First of all, Forlan and Aguero, and these last two seasons have been has been Falcao. Um, I think that after next. Uh, summer and I, I am afraid that Focal indeed will leave. I think that we'll have to towards uh, where? Sorry. Towards where? To England, most likely. I'm um, absolutely convinced that he's not going to Real Madrid, as all the Spanish press are are mm, trying to convince everyone about. For one reason, because I think that from a social point of view, Atletico would prefer less money. And having Falcao away from La Liga and especially away from Real Madrid, I think that you have and to receiving more money and and getting that pressure. You you probably have to look at Real Madrid's politics here as well because um, you I and Gary discussed it a, a little while ago. It's um, the presidential elections coming up at Real Madrid this summer, and um, well, it it does seem that uh, Florentino Perez, if he decides to. Um, going to the election again, that he will be unchallenged. Um, that is, if he do- decides to go, because I know that his wife, um, either she's in very bad conditions or she died, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but his company as well is in very bad situation. So, all mm-hmm. right, but, but let's say that Florentino decides to run again. He will be unchallenged and he doesn't need a big promise towards his socios to get himself elected. He doesn't need a ego signing or a Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so you don't was, think so? No, I don't think so because he is so popular still with but the this, other this, this year will be an utter failure as I cannot remember another one. 
Yeah, but who, with, who with, a, with a shining Atletico, which hurts twice as much. You know, yeah, the, 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 the game played by Spanish press is always yeah. to, to underrate Atletico and to give them an even bigger than they have underdog role. And so not being able to uh, portray Atletico as, as the losing side and having such a successful Atleti, probably the best Atleti in history, and uh, we can probably talk about this. Um, don't you think that um, Florentino Pérez is especially forced to both try his hardest to um, take some of the success away from Atletico and second to... Um, try to some special effect to to get mm, to get mm, um, all the pressure from the fans away from from his figure. There are two very uh, important things that I expect to happen. Uh, one, Jose Mourinho will leave, and he will be blamed for all the failures of this season, and not Florentino. Secondly, I think that Florentino has learned from past mistakes that he shouldn't be the one deciding over the um, used decisions uh, regarding transfers. He should first appoint a sporting director, then appoint a coach, and let them decide who they should sign. And I think that um, in the past he has learned that it's no, not always best to just sign the, the star players, the Galacticos, and just expect them to win titles. I think that he has learned from that. And he has also learned from the debacle with Jose Mourinho that he's actually going through right now. And to be honest, I think that he will be elected again, um, but he will be wiser about it. And I'm not expecting them to sign Falcao just because he wants to have a major signing. If yeah, you can, you can expect a landslide win from from Florentino um, in the years to come. But um, anyway, I'm less optimistic than you are about um, Florentino trying to play any dirty tricks with Jorge Mendez and trying to get away with signing Falcao, but we'll see at the end of the season. Um, before I move on, let me talk to El Colombiano. Uh, Martin, Yep. absolutely incredible Falcao from, from a performance point of view. Um, he, he scored again tonight, and um, better than ever. Um, the same question. Uh, this, this player is like growing um, match after match after match, what he, today he he presented Vicente Calderón with his two most recent awards. I would especially focus on the Fifth Pro Award award, which is special because um, the eleven players selected were from La Liga. Not only that, half of the team was from Real Madrid, half of the team was from Barça. Can can we um, can we even allow ourselves to dream on having your fellow Colombian on the team? Oh, we can certainly dream, but uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see it a possibility. It seems like the only route to survival for the club is to, you know, keep relying on the cantera. Well, I think we're just going to try to kill off the debt, and then we'll start being able to slowly, after about two to three years, once the debt is cleared, because it seems like the club really is disciplined now. It seems like they really do have a track to get rid of the debt and, and finally, you know, free up some of their finances so that they can eventually be able to sign the big players. I think it's a good start uh, to rely on, on these young stars. Hopefully we'll start seeing more of Oliver Torres, Kader, and, and company uh, soon. 
somebody like Leo Batista, these uh, these bargain players mm-hmm. that you know that that can turn into stars, and you know I just I just don't see it happen. I can't I can't imagine Falcao staying for another year with mm-hmm. all the rumors, with all the you know every single day it's he's going to Italy, he's going to France, he's going to Real Madrid, he's going to England. And, you know, I just don't see how Atletico can compete with the salary that they're offering him in other places. And on top of that, we know just how desperate the team is for, for huge clubs. But, but it's devastating because finally a player like Falcao, having that kind of prestige where he makes it into something like one of those teams, like the FIFA Pro World Eleven, gives Atletico that kind of uh, star power. In spotlight, and spotlight, yeah. And spotlight, and then people say, okay, great. It, it makes it look like, okay, after we beat Chelsea, after we destroyed Chelsea in the Super Cup, which drew the attention of the world, uh, then Falcao, the only representative from another club besides Real Madrid and Barca, what team does he play for? Atletico Madrid. Oh, wow, that, that's an up-and-coming huge club. And then we're going to lose him, and then where do we go from there? I don't see a player uh, available to us that can even come close to reaching that top 11 level you know mm-hmm. so it's very very unfortunate mm-hmm. and um well derek um skimming through your your match report that you you put up a, few, a couple of hours ago um i i just wanted to talk about t- tonight's match um uh, Tiago probably played one of the best uh matches i i i can recall in um from from Tiago in in around maybe a year but unfortunately, he he got injured. Um, I was going to say his career, Ricky, because I know how <laughs> you are when it comes to Thiago. Yeah, I'm I, I'm especially disappointed with with how fast uh, Thiago has has dropped in performance. Because at, at first, the, the first season he played for Atletico was absolutely marvelous. But I've come to uh, recognize that um, there are certain positions where. Where aging just uh, shows too too clearly, and and uh, probably in, in a position like Thiago's, we we saw it with Asuncao last season. Um, players that can't keep up with the, the rhythm that the rest of the uh, player list has uh, just uh, look obviously out of shape, and Thiago has looked out of shape for most of the season. We always know that Thiago's second half of the season is better than the first. It would be really important to have these type of players in shape, right? Yeah, and I think that we all agree that Thiago has been very poor this season, but um, these last three games, it seems that he has turned back the time. And um, I think that especially with players that are getting a bit older, it's just important that they get a rhythm, that they mm-hmm. know what they're up to. And um, in that regard, Thiago has got his minutes, but he usually didn't start under Simeone. But interestingly, and I believe um, that it was actually you, Ricky, or someone on Twitter today, he, he had a very interesting theory as to why... Um, Thiago started the last three league games um, over Mario Suarez, who apparently um, um, was told off by Simeone after the Barcelona game. And apparently he reacted in a way that Cholo didn't really like. And that is one of the theories out there as to why Thiago is currently starting. And wow. No, no, I wasn't aware of that. Um, sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had pointed it out there from Iñaco had uh, cited a report by Matayana, Ricky's favorite reporter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, Matayana. Really. <laughs> Iñaco was the one, uh, Iñaco Díaz Guerra, 
no, Ricky's real, you know, idol. Yeah. Uh, he he had made a comment referring to a report uh, that Matallanas had written saying that Mario made a mistake on Barcelona's second goal. And after the game, El Cholo called him out on it, apparently. And he didn't like Mario's reaction to to being called out. And since then, we've seen Thiago playing. And I had made a comment during the game because uh, I, too, was impressed with Thiago uh, last game and this game especially. Even before the goal, uh, his performance was great. I had made this comment, and I'm pretty sure I'm the one responsible for his injury today. <laughs> but I had, I had said, Thiago has this characteristic. He strings together a couple of games. You know, he starts gaining confidence. Cholo starts depending on him, kind of like a leader. We remember last year. Yeah, he and then he blows him. out. And then he blows out, and that's it. He disappears for months. He's gone. So, And then it's, it's a vicious cycle for him that, you know, it, it, and for us, it's terrible because he, he was starting to contribute, very very solid game, and then he blows out. Mm-hmm. And now, am I am I right in saying that this is um, Thiago's last year at Atletico? His contract is running out this it's summer. It's expiring. Yes, it, it expires at the end of the season, and and there's no uh, indication from the club, right, that he's going to be. Re- there's not only not in, no indication from the club, but I can't see him mm, extending his contract. Uh, uh, quite sincerely, I, I think it, it it would be a, a big it would come as a big surprise for him to extend his contract, especially after seeing Perea's um, great performance last season and not getting an extension. So I think that um, Atletico are just um, trying to m- see contracts out that are m- maybe higher than what they're willing to pay younger players that are coming from behind. I'm sorry, but we have to mention Derek. I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you, man. But we have to mention Perea scored a goal. Oh yeah, um, today when 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 the the, the game was still um, uh, goalless, um, Gary tweeted something really funny. Uh, we're we're yeah. missing Gary today. Um, uh, that it was that Perea had scored more goals in 2013 than the rest of Atletico players <laughs> um, in whatever moment of the season. I mean, of of, of this year. Um, I think that Perea scoring is actually driving Messi to new heights because he knows <laughs> the pressure is on him now. Him and Ronaldo. Him and Cristiano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one more thing that I wanted to add on the Thiago debate because I'm, I'm very sure that Simeone will always play the players that he thinks are best to win the very next game because Simeone is always talking about the next game that's coming up. But I think that with his expiring contract, and well, I think that we, we uh, here we agree that he's most likely not continuing at the club after this uh, season. Um, I think it would be a shame to play Thiago over guys like Mario. Hey, but um, he did it last season with Perea, even knowing that he wasn't going to continue. He he used Perea in great amount of matches, uh, but I don't know. Uh, who could have he played instead? Well, because he was playing them because of injuries. Uh, from no, I, I think that I would have to go back to. But from what I recall, um, he he played in front of Godino, in front of Miranda, quite a few games. Maybe to Martin, try to rest him. Martin, let's say that the theory from Iñaco is correct. Uh, how long? How much longer do you think that Mario will have to stay in the doghouse? That's it, that's it, because Thiago's injured. I don't think Emery's going to start ahead of him. I think Mario's back on Thursday. I think he's back, and that's it. Hopefully, he's back to his peak form, because on top of the fact that he had been, you know, 
uh, called out by Simeone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think. Well, I think it's Simeone's gonna, made gonna his take point. Some time. And it's going to take some time. It always takes some time when a player's on the bench for a couple of weeks to gain his confidence back. And uh, hopefully it, it's a, it's quicker with Mario, but uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, do, do, do you guys think that um, Simeone is, is excelling at this situation of turning boring into fun from the point of view that um, sometimes, as for example, uh, last Thursday in the Copa uh second leg match, or, or today, the second half of the match, um, it's quite boring to watch Atletico's in certain parts of the match because you know that probably nothing is going to happen, the game is under control, the game is not so spectacular, but damn, these are the, these are the games that we use to draw points and, and Ricky, we use I to lose rounds. I always write my match reports during the 60th and 70th minute of the match, man. They, I hand them in to Martin straight after the game because my match reports are done in the 70th minute. Uh-huh. Usually yeah. when we have wrapped up the game, and um, no, you're absolutely right. And well, can we complain about this? No, we can, man. It's we great. Yeah, it's awesome. Great news, great news. Yeah. That Hetafe um, game, the Hetafe game in Copa del Rey was. <laughs> I, I read a, a, a American journalist. You could have written the report in the 15th minute. <laughs> yeah, an American <laughs> journalist said. An American journalist said that's quite possibly the worst game I've ever seen. And that's a, that's how bad it was, but who cares? We qualified three nothing, and now we're in the quarters of the Copa del Rey okay. because of how well we did. Let's let's skim through through the rest of the headlines, and, and let's start by that one, the Copa del Rey. Um, we call we qualified for for the last eight round for the quarterfinals, and um, we're we're very lucky this year. La Copa seems like the big point of the spotlight um, where we can really excel and really. Um, place our bet on 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 uh, touching silverware at the end of the season. I don't know if you guys um, have the same feeling that I do, but qualifying for Champions League um, is objective number one. Um, placing all our bets on on the Copa is is objective number two. Do you guys agree? I I do personally. I, I think there's absolutely no excuse to not make you know the final. Mm-hmm. The path to the final, we got really, really lucky where Real Madrid, Barcelona, Valencia, uh, I think Sevilla, all those, all the really, really tough teams. And I don't want to underestimate a team like Betis, you know what I mean? But all those sides, all those sides are on the other side of the bracket. So it, it would be great. Uh, my dream is to face off, face off, uh, against Real Madrid in the final. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be incredible. Yeah. Not the first time, by the way. Um, Susan, um, looking looking forward to seeing Mario as a starter on Thursday. Yeah, um, as with with Thiago injured, it's uh, it's more quite likely that that he's going to play. But, hey, um, Suzanne, Suzanne, admit it. You had a voodoo doll of Thiago. I'm, I'm, I'm not into voodoo. <laughs> Not that okay. you heard that, guys. She's not okay. that much into that Buddha, much. Poke that me. much until until Mario's on the bench and Diago's Yeah, it's like poking needles into an indie plush toy with with Diago's, uh, jersey on. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I do have I do have an indie indie plush toy, but um, uh, it's not 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 with me. It was it was wearing a Diago jersey today. Isn't the indie plush toy is in that Martin? The guy that accompanied you to the tournament in Germany with Flo? No, 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 that's a small one. I have the small one and I have the big one. I have two. Ah, uh, 
Okay, so I'm the small one. I got Okay, it's really easy to get you off topic. Now, back on topic, um, is is a big objective besides qualifying for for Champions League, uh, La Copa, Susan. Concerned here that people seem to be taking the Betis quarterfinals for granted, but no, 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 no. Are such a strong team this year. I believe that they even tied Real Madrid uh, for points this weekend, and they have. I mean, Atletico have ha- had a lot of attention this year because we have we are on a fantastic run. But I think that people are underestimating what Betis are doing because and the they, return leg at at their stadium. Yeah, and th- for me, they are this the, the this the story of this season and. Um, I have a lot of respect for what they're doing over there, and um, yeah, as you said, the return legs in Sevilla, so that's going to be very tough to overcome, and then if we do beat them, then it is actually FC Sevilla waiting, so we're we're far from the finals yet, even if we do get the favorable side of the draw, um, I think it's just getting started for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I do think that um, th- that will probably be the the make or break moment of the of the season as to um our our copa chances um if we're able to perform well in the in the first leg i think that um Simeone yeah. is counting on I have a quick playing a very strong yeah i have a quick question for all of you i just wanted to know um if you guys think in the first half we were able to use a lot of backups both in la copa del rey and in europa league are you guys worried that we might start struggling in La Liga once we start fielding a, a stronger lineup in, in both of the According to according to um, Jimenez today, um, he said that Atletico has such a strong player list that they could play three or even four competitions. He's absolutely he was absolutely impressed by how well Cholo has managed to get the whole group into a, a great um, shape, um, and I think that playing. Uh, probably the the less usual or or the less frequent players um, during the first part of the season makes them 
uh, reach this moment of the season where normally Atletico majorly flops or has majorly flopped for the last decade um, to be able to perform well uh, both in in La Liga and in the Cup. And I st- still think we're going to be seeing um, worse lineups in, in the Europa League if we make it uh, to that moment in the three competitions. That's my opinion. I agree. That, although I do think that from this point on, we will be seeing the strongest available teams. And there is always the risk of us dropping more points because of it. But On the three competitions, I doubt it very much. This this is a season team, though. I mean, they have been playing three, two or three competitions every year for God knows how long. So I think that these guys are used to it. And Simeone and his fitness coaches will know exactly what to do. So it's not something that I'm particularly concerned about, although I am happy that we did. I take the opportunity in the first half of the season to. This is Derek. This is what the third season we've been doing. This is already. I, I think that we've always talked about um, shamefully bad periods of the season around mid-January to February, and it was always around now that we started to draw points massively. And the only thing we're talking about now is that we haven't been able to uh, perform as well as we were. In the away matches, that means collecting draws instead of collecting losses. I think that we've stepped up to a higher level, and we're we're not expecting to uh, drop from that higher level anytime soon. If if uh, Simon is able to to maintain the team at this performance level, I'm I'm, I'm pretty optimistic to be to be quite honest. Yeah, and then if you look at the Mallorca game, just quickly, we were missing a lot of. A lot of starters, and uh, we were still able to dominate the game and keep Mallorca entrenched in their in their own, you know, defensive box. And then, uh, unfortunately, I, I just think if we would have had one more Arda or Falcao, either one of those players, it, it really would have made the difference, and we would have won that game, and we wouldn't even be talking about these these away issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and uh, to to finish with with the, the the recent events, today we had Roberto um, and again Iñaco uh, Diaz Guerra was saying that with Courtois most probably leaving um, Atletico for the next season, the two names that have always appeared in the possible goalkeepers for the next season are Roberto and Andres from Osasuna. I personally, and I think that Iñaco agreed there. Um, prefer Roberto, um, and he's already been here. Do you guys have an opinion about that? About who you would like? I, I fully agree, Rick, and I think that there's always the there's also the Jorge Mendes connection because I believe that the Gestic Food Company owes Roberto. Yes, he's he's only on loan. At, yeah, at so there's there's that big possibility, and I think that actually, if you were to get um, Roberto, then you have someone that is exactly on the level of Asenjo, who sh- really should be able to. Um, push each other and to, to get each other to play even better. So I think that would be an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, um, Andres, I think he's a decent keeper, but I'm not sold on him. Mm-hmm. Susan? Yeah, I, I see Andres. I saw Andres yesterday playing against Real Madrid. Well, not, um, not his best match, if you have no, to evaluate him. I, I figured that I remember those scene where he went out of, of the box for, for Higuain, and Higuain kept him at the, at the sideline. Like oh my god, um, yeah. I think we we uh, uh, I I would prefer Roberto as well. 
Um, but um, I am still not that fond of 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 Asenjo, so I'm not sure what to think about about uh, about about um, next season in the in the goal. But um, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Martin, finally. All right, I'm not I'm not totally convinced that Courtois is going to leave. I know the the rumors are that he, or not even the rumors, the reports are that he's most likely going to leave, but. I'm not so convinced. The same stuff we've talked about before is that if he leaves, he misses he's, out on a chance to start in Champions He's, he's not even ours. <laughs> I don't think he can even he even has a, a Well, I mean, he to... had the he had the power to insist, you know, to Chelsea to let him play in the Super Cup and and his dad is heavily involved in all his negotiations. I think that they'll be able to convince Chelsea. I, I mean, I, I think it's 50-50 at this point. That they'll be able to convince Chelsea to let him stay another year. Well, was the, the, the price paid to uh, Gang for for him? I think it was around ten to twelve million, right? What uh, Chelsea bought him for? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it was ten million. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing is can, between. Can you expect Atletico after what we've been talking about during the rest of the episode to be able to afford um, ten to twelve million? They wouldn't sell him no. for less than they bought him, of course. No, I don't mean I don't mean to buy him. I think they'll take him on loan one more time. That's it. Just a third season, which essentially amounts to be a three-year contract at Atleti. I would yeah. love it, but I can't see it happening. <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah, and then in that case, uh, I, I do prefer Roberto, uh, a home a homegrown talent, over somebody like Andres. And I, I like Roberto better, just as a player overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, uh, as as for the rest of 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 the week of the weekend, um, we, well, um, what we what lies ahead? We have uh, Betty's on on Thursday, as we said, at uh, ten o'clock uh, kickoff, and then we have Levante at the Vicente Calderon next week. We have two, uh, well, three three home games with with tonight's um, ahead of us. It's Betty's and Levante. Levante is the Liga match at seven o'clock uh, kickoff time. Um, and as for the rest of the Atletico results uh, of the weekend, Atletico B, um, Alfredo is uh, little by little managing to um, keep his job. We'll have Billy one of these weeks uh, telling us um, his feelings about Atletico B. But as things are, are going um, good enough for, for Alfredo to keep his job, th- that normally means bad news for Oliver, which is one of his favorite players when he's not playing Oliver uh Practically at all. Um, Atletico B beat Orense uh, zero to three, no no way match, and Atletico Feminas continue their spectacular season, and they won Cajasol Sporting Universidad um, zero to three as well. And, um, as for the handball section, uh, we're in the middle of a World Cup hiatus, and and that that about wraps up. Everything that we wanted to talk about for today. I don't know if if you guys wanted to mention anything else. Mm, we will have the chance to to get together soon, probably after the Levante match in the next season because they're they're so close together. And well, let me let me thank you guys uh, first of all, Susan, for being on the show for giving us um, the great insight on on those. 146 pages of the financial reports for Atletico Madrid and for all your interesting comments. Thank you, thank you very much, Susan. It was a pleasure, like always. Thank you. And thank you, Derek, again for, for, for all the interesting facts and hope to talk to you soon. I had a great time, guys. See, see you next time. Yeah. 
And it, well, while the rest of us are really sleepy, Martin is fresh as a rose. Martin, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, no problem, guys. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, so we'll talk to you. We'll get together soon um, to to talk more at Letty. So this wraps up another episode of Red and White Passion. Remember to send your views by Twitter at This Is Letty, Facebook at Facebook.com slash This Is Letty, or by email on info at ThisIsAtLetty.com. If you're a new listener, we hope you enjoyed the show and that you will continue to listen to us. You can subscribe to the podcast or download it via iVox or iTunes. Thank you for Seth Letty. If you would like to advertise on This Is Atleti, contact us via email on info at thisisatleti.com.